if you place yourself properly and ask a proper payment for your services, you actually support the Baladance community in general. Welcome to Baladance Live podcast. My name is Jana Komarnitska. I'm a full-time dancer based in Toronto, performing a variety of Middle Eastern and Central Asian dance styles, including ballet dance. You can find me at janadance.com as well as on Insta or Facebook by Jana Dance or Jana Komarnitska. I'm happy you've decided to join us for this weekly dose of dance inspiration because here on this podcast we explore all nuances and insights into lifestyle of ballet dancers and we are having amazing star guests who share their stories, secrets and tips with you. Hello guys, thank you for tuning in to Ballet Dance Live podcast and yes, our mini episodes are back and now we'll have Two episodes per week. One is interview with our guest performer every Tuesday. Tune in to listen some epic new conversations with uh, people. And uh, second episode will be coming out on Fridays. Usually will be shorter, just me and giving you some tips, practical advice, or sharing just some insights or interesting experience uh, uh, from my dance life, which hopefully you'll find useful. And on today's show, I will be talking about pricing. Uh, ballet dance performance and giving quotes to clients regarding your shows and hopefully getting more gigs but before i dive into this topic i just want to remind that amazing giveaway from julina is still in progress you still have a chance to enroll and win a special gift from julina and ballet dance evolution from all the goodies that she uh, included there including uh, music and some merchandise and dvds so don't forget about that if you missed and you don't know what i'm talking about go to previous episode the interviews with jelena and listen to it i detailly explain how to enroll but basically you just need to do a post about that interview and share what was your main discovery or takeaway from that epic conversation that jelena gives so much insights into the work of ballet dance evolution as well as her creative process and development of her dance career so you just basically need to post what was the most interesting for you or what you got inspired maybe after listening to that interview and don't forget to tag me jelena and add the hashtag yana dance podcast so i can easily find you you can post on instagram or facebook and we'll choose a winner who will be announced next Tuesday across our social media as well as on the next podcast. So don't postpone, do it now so that you still have a chance to win amazing prizes from Jelena. I'm so excited that then she offered this special gift for all our listeners. That was an amazing surprise even for me and I hope you're as excited as I am. I almost want to draw into this uh, uh, giveaway myself. <laughs> so don't miss this chance. And now, without further ado, let's dive into the topic of this mini-episode. As you know, here is summer, and summer is a time for parties, weddings, birthday celebrations, bridal showers, and all sorts of different occasions, and people often hire ballet dancers. And for ballet dancers, not only it's a busy time in terms of dancing and performances, but sometimes it can get a little bit stressful or frustrated because of 
all logistics and all pricing negotiations or even trying to quote for each show and I often receive uh, questions from different dancers around the world on how much should I price my show, what the rate should I tell them for my dance performance. So here in this episode I'll give my little formula on my pricing and go into a couple of details regarding how exactly I put together the final quote for each gig. So the general formula is my minimum rate, which is for 5 to 25 minute show plus extra if client want even longer program plus extra if event location is too far from the city that I am based in. Now right away why the price minimum quote I say from 5 up to 25 minutes. This is very important because I highly encourage all dancers never give a price choice for or just one five-minute dance, or ten-minute dance, or but uh, can you dance just like seven minutes, <laughs> or something like that? There are a couple of reasons for that. First of all, client, most of the clients will usually try to get the cheapest option. Not hundred percent, of course, of people, but that will be the main rule. If you give the option for a cheaper show they usually will go with a cheaper option. This is just the psychology of customers and this I'm talking from a business point of view. You don't want to limit your price range just by the fact that you provide some cheaper option. Maybe people will not go this the cheapest, but they definitely will not choose a, a full a full quote just because in their mind they'll be like, oh, why should I pay this if I can't get almost the same but with a low price? But here comes the second factor. Performance rates do not correspond with the rates per minute or per hour or per day or whatever. <laughs> we don't really charge per time of the actual performance. Think about all the time and energy that you put into getting ready for a specific show. Rehearsal, costume check, hair, makeup, travel time, possible waiting time, not even to mention your day-to-day -day training that actually enables you to perform and do belly dance performances and charge for that. Would it really make much a difference for you if at the end you perform for 5 or 10 minutes longer? Like, think about all hours you put into preparation for that 5 minutes. Would it make really much a difference if you actually perform for 15 or 20 minutes? I don't really think so. Like once you're there, once you're ready with a full makeup hair and probably your dances you rehearse on day-to-day -day basis, it's just a difference of 10 or 15 minutes for you. Think of a price that you'll be okay to invest all that time for and then offer it as a quote for a show up to 20, 25 or 30 minutes, depends on what you prefer or what is the average standard show in your city. And if client wants a shorter performance, no problem. But the price stays the same because in total picture, you still will invest more or less the same time regardless is a 5-minute performance or is it 25-minute performance. The next very popular question that I receive, okay, but how do I find my minimum rate? That for that, you actually need to do your own research on the price range available in your city. It is really important to know what is the lowest and highest 
possible prices that uh, your potential clients can find on the market. And then you see where according to your dance skills you can fit in this range so that price and quality of your dance show match the market. Well, how to find out the prices on the market? There are a couple pretty straightforward methods. One of them is just search on internet. A lot of dancers put their prices online on the website, so you can find it actually there quite accessible and dancers do it right away to show the range or price range of their services so they don't get wrong clients or then client call them, at least they have a more or less, uh, more or less idea of what the price to expect as a quote. Then second option, second tool, you can simply ask around. Uh, first, you may have a dance friend or dance colleagues who you can ask, oh, for these kind of shows, how much should I charge? Or uh, not even how much you should charge, but what's the average prices on the market? That's This way they will give you not only their quotes, but they also tell you, oh, but the price range usually varies from this to this, so that you right away know the whole range or the whole market picture. Also, it's a good way to sort of introduce to your dance friends or colleagues that, oh, I'm available now on the market, I want to perform, and this way they know and they may possibly refer some clients to you if, for instance, they are not available on that specific night. Now they know that you actually can perform or sub them and they also know that you probably will go with the same price range that they do because you already introduced them and simply ask an advice. This is already establishing a very trusty or a friendly relationship just by asking some other people for advice in your city who already know this market. And yes, belly dance is art, it's uh, we are very passionate about this uh, creative process, but if you are talking about dance performances, I'm talking a lot here about market and business side of it. And this is just two different sides of uh, the same thing. And you need to understand if you want to get a successful on belly dance performance career and if you don't have an agent or manager in your own country or city to take care of all logistics, you need to put your business head on and not be afraid to treat it as a business project. So that's why I'm talking a lot about market research here because that's just reality. If you want to uh, perform and get paid for it and you want to have it on a consistent basis, you need to treat it this way too. Like once you're in the dance studio rehearsing, that's your creative process and the art and everything that we love about Balladance. But once you are negotiating with client and arranging logistics, you are a business person who are trying to provide services and get payment that you deserve for them. And uh, one more tool. If, for instance, you can't find any information on internet, on the websites, or you can't... Uh, find anyone who can tell you this information regarding the price range in the city, you can also do online requests for performances. I know that this may sound a bit sketchy, like as if you are pretending to be a client, but this is market research. You need to know this information also to support Baladin's community so you don't just get a random number out of your head, which at the end will be uh, much lower priced and... Uh, 
doesn't match the realities of your community or what they would love on the average to get paid. So in order even to support your community in this sense, you actually need to know this information. So don't be scared to just send a request uh, to dancers. Sometimes they have forms, online forms on their website, so you can fill it out and see what quote they will return you. Or you can send emails. So if you don't want to provide your phone number, you can just send an email like, oh, I'm looking for the balance performance on this uh, day, this duration, how much do you charge? So you actually know. And don't think this is anything sketchy or bad, because as I said, you actually need to know the realities of your market in order to place yourself properly in this market. And if you place yourself properly and ask a proper payment for your services, you actually support the Baladins community in general. So this is a good and positive thing. So once you have the range of prices from the lowest possible to highest possible, you can also compare it with the range of skills. Because probably you will know who the dancers in the, your city are and what are their skills and what is the quality of their show. So, for instance, maybe you're not that much experienced performer yet and uh, you definitely know that you can't compete with the best dancers in your city yet. So, maybe there is no need to try to price yourself uh, the highest. Or maybe you're not comfortable even pricing your uh, shows that much high because you know you can't really provide that top quality services yet. But... Very important, don't think that if you lower your price or offer the lowest possible price, you will make this market. Not at all. This doesn't work like this at all. And here are a couple reasons why. Never price your shop with the absolutely lowest price available. Undercutting will not bring you more business. Even if you may think that you got a good number of gigs, your expenses of energy, time, health and even financial such as costume repair or transportation expenses will still be much over from what you get in return. In addition, you will be stuck with a certain type of client and it will be extremely difficult to raise your price in the future. And let me tell you something, the clients who go with the lowest available price, they usually do not care about the dance itself. They don't care is it good ballet dance performance will be at the event or bad. They just want to say, oh, I had a ballet dance performance at my event. It's usually just for the fake visual effect, oh, I had this performer at my event. But it does not mean that they will just let you do whatever you want to. No, they will bug you one of the most annoying way you can possibly imagine. <laughs> It's usually the clients who will send you multiple dozens of emails asking about this or that or this song or maybe this costume or changing the times all the time. Like usually they are the most trouble creator clients. And you may think, okay, I can still deal with it. It's fine. But once you get a lot of those clients, it gets to you. And I bet you came to dance on the first place to enjoy this dance form and you fell in love with it, you became passionate about it and now you want to take it to another level, you actually want to get paid for your performances. But once you start dealing with those multiple trouble clients who really annoy with every detail and don't even give you proper payment as a reward for your performance, it's very easy to 
get discouraged and fall out of love with the dance art. But here is the very important. You're not falling out of love with the dance itself. You're falling out of love because of those annoying people who you are bringing into your life by undercutting and pricing your dance performance extremely low. That's what happens. And it may last for a couple of months, maybe even a year, but very quickly you'll find that you just don't want to deal with those people and you may even consider stopping dancing at all. But the point and the problem is not in dance. It's about your attitude to your dance performance and how you value how much it should cost. So never go with the lowest price. Also, you may think that you will cover all your expenses by just getting more gigs. But the problem of overburn is so real. If you get enormous amount of gigs, okay, you can go for short times of burns and just... Uh, uh, performing all the time, crazy non-stop. But as a dance performer, you also need a proper recovery. If you have extreme physical activities, you will need a proper, good recovery. And it means no shows, no payment. So if you rely too much on just number of gigs, you'll feel that it gets to your health as well very quickly. So sometimes it get, it's better to get less gigs but properly paid and that you can have proper recovery in between and you actually enjoy performing at every single event you get as a paid performance. And lastly, once you price yourself in a certain range, it's actually a bit difficult to change the pricing because you stop connecting to people. People already saw your performance. You may get referrals from other people and they may know how much your original client paid you. So they may expect not only the same price, but often people ask even for additional discount. Oh, but this is the second time I hire you. Why can't you give me a little discount as a uh, thank you for a loyal client or anything like that? But if you already priced the lowest possible price first time, then what? Second time you need to perform for free? Or even for the same for the same price, you may find that even if you start with a lowest price, very soon you'll realize, no, no, I need to raise price. But then how would you explain to those people why suddenly your prices are different if you have already performed for much less for them in the past? They will expect at least the same pricing. And also, pricing the lowest also creates a reputation about you in the ballet dance community as someone who is performing for cheap and... Uh, even if you may not care much about your connections to other dancers, which is very rarely, but I mean, it's your choice. You can do whatever you want. But also think that you are missing out on possible opportunity because those dancers, if you know that you don't serve ballet dance market properly and harm them by lowering your prices and then they receive other clients who saying, oh, but someone charges less, why your prices are different and they need to deal with that kind of stuff they also will not want to refer possible clients to you. And how often it happens that someone calls ballet dancer and the dancer is not able to perform and people ask, well, but can you refer me to someone? So you do want to create those connections. You do want to have those referrals because this is 
additional source of gigs for you and uh, this is clients who already have been referred from someone so they already have a sense of trust even unconsciously to you because someone recommended you so they kind of feel that you have a legacy to perform and uh, they have a trust that you're a good performer if someone already had courage and trust to recommend you to them so think about all those factors and the last uh, sort of additional thing that I uh, do as my extra on pricing if the client wants a longer program even from what I said like as I mentioned like I usually do from 5 to up to 25 minutes performance it's one price if someone wants longer then I can always negotiate and decide on case-by-case study or you can even think about developing like some other extra packages or for a bit longer programs it costs this and if something you want something else then we can discuss a customized price this is an option too but again not lower than the minimum rate and then for rest you can decide on your own how you want you how do you want to charge and also always take in consideration the location i know it sometimes feels uh, uh, strange why uh, if location is too far i need to charge a bit more but even if you're not considering having several gigs in one evening you also need to remember that you spend your time energy and even such simple cost like transport for i don't know gas or if you're taking a train or bus to go somewhere further those are also your business expenses in this case and if location is really far from your base area then it will cost differently like of course for clients it may have more sense to find local dancers who will not have those extra time and um, financial expenses but if they want you you may consider that okay i do need to add a little bit extra to make it consistent and to make it working for you on the long term it's one thing if you want to have just a couple performances to try it out but it's a completely different thing if you're actually thinking to make it either full-time activity or even a part-time activity but on a consistent, regular and long-term base. So here are my few tips on how to price and how to find out pricing on the market available in your city. It doesn't make much sense to compare to the prices of dancers in different countries and sometimes even in different cities because every market is different and we are not talking about numbers themselves, we are talking about, let's say, buying powers because, I don't know, $100, even if you're talking about US, $100 US but spent in New York have completely different power than $100 US but spent in, um, I don't know, Sao Paulo or... Rome in Italy or somewhere else like this is different hundred (laughs) dollars even if you're talking about the same currency so I highly encourage whenever you do your market research on prices research your own market because this will give you the most realistic expectations and realities on how you should price and place your then services in the specific area so once again a quick reminder it's The formula is very simple. It's your minimum rate for up to, let's say, 25-minute show, plus extra if client wants a longer program, plus extra if event location is far from the city that you are based in. 
So this is a little formula. Hopefully you'll find it useful. Let me know how it goes. Looking forward to hearing from you again. Don't forget to enroll in Jelena's giveaway. Just a few more days to participate. Very simple but awesome gift and everyone has opportunities to win because we'll just choose from all your posts one and the winner will be announced next Tuesday on the next podcast episode as well as on my instagram and facebook pages looking forward to seeing all your posts and until next time keep shaming guys thank you so much for spending this time with us and if you like this episode it will mean a world to me if you take a few seconds and leave us a review on itunes or share it with your friends also, you can always find more information about podcast as well as past episodes at yanadance.com slash podcast. As well as you can connect with me on social media by Yana Dance or Yana Komarnitska. I'm very active on Instagram as well as Facebook and share a lot of tips and inspiration for your daily ballet dance life. And by the way, don't forget to subscribe to podcasts so you never miss a future episode. And until next time, keep shimming.